0: Master in Music, Master, Mastering in Music Welcome to Master in Music. I am Petronella Turin, your one and only host for this musical podcast. Spring has come to the Netherlands, it is tulips everywhere and I just came home from a rainy Paris where I had the pleasure to play in the centro-valonia, Brussels. I hope wherever you are sitting, listening to this, that the winds of spring has reached you as well. Today's episode is a man who really loves to work. He started out as a psychologist and then one day he and his brother, who is a violin player, started an orchestra and ended up buying a church. He has represented big stars as a music manager and arranged concerts all over Europe. Right now he's managing the drummers in the Slagerei Van Kampen. He is the musical coordinator of the music school Cumulus and works with the Bonifante Museum here in Maastricht. Hold on, this is not all. He is also owner, founder and director of Icon Entertainment. In this episode we talk about how to succeed in the music world. What do a manager look for in musicians? What to do and what not to do? We talk about success and failure. We also discuss what a good music school looks like and what makes a good teacher. What do he look for when he hires new staff? I love this episode. It is so interesting to listen to someone that dare to dream big and realizing his dreams. Before we start, i like to thank my partners. As we, with Takeaway Concert, order your own home concert. Creative Learning Masterish with workshops in creative learning for children. Now let's start the interview. Welcome to Master in Music, Erik Dieteran. Thank you. How are you? Fine.
1: Yeah, the weather is cold, but here it's cozy.
0: Yeah, I, I have a very good element here, <laughs> yeah. even though I have big vid- windows in my little practice room that yes. so we are sitting in. Uh, in Maastricht, in the uh, Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Are you from uh, Maastricht? No,
1: I'm actually from uh, Landgraaf. Mm-hmm. Landgraaf is about 30 kilometers uh, from here. So it takes half an hour to drive to, uh, to Maastricht. And uh, I was born in Schinne. It's all uh, also in uh, in Limburg. But when I was four, I moved with my parents to, to Landgraaf. Later on, I studied in Tilburg and Brabant. But the last, for the last, I think, 15 years, I'm back in, uh, in Limburg, in Landgraaf.
0: So uh, when you speak Dutch, do you speak uh, the Limburg dialect? Yes, oh, <laughs> all my family nice. talks
1: that black. <laughs> Yeah, so I t- talk a dialect that's uh, kind like a little bit German. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I think it's very cozy kind of dialect. Yeah, yeah, and
1: uh, also I talk dialect with my children. I have two children from eight and eleven years. Because uh, nowadays uh, the parents aren't talking much in dialect uh, anymore with their children, but I think it feels for me uh, very good when they uh, know it and 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 when I can express myself in dialect to them and they too to me. Uh, so, all my family talks uh, dialect, but in the school it's no problem, they learn Dutch yeah. properly.
0: I mean, in Sweden, where I come from, yeah. we have so many dialects, so it's like impossible not to speak them, I think, because uh, like if you go to the south, they have really strong dialect and yeah. in the north really different, like totally different. Yeah, but the dialect I talk is very different from the
1: dialect they talk here in uh, Maastricht, mm-hmm. But in Maastricht, the many parents are still talking dialect to the children, but uh, in Landgraaf, not anymore. It's all Dutch. All <laughs> <Old> Dutch. Yes. <laughs>
0: so, how does a day
1: look like in your life? At the moment, is uh, is a lot of work. I studied uh, psychology, so when I was uh, 18, 19, 20 years in Tilburg at Tilbert university. But in the past, I was raised in a family with classical music. My father was a conductor of his uh, profession and he already was the third gen- generation in his uh, family. So my grandfather and overgrandfather already were conductors. So I was raised by in a family with uh, classical music and all the brothers and sisters of my father, he came from a family with uh, nine uh, children. Almost all uh, are artists, professional artists, uh, painters or composers or conductors, but all in a, in a, in a classical. Way. I was raised classical, played the piano from the age of seven, I think, but I felt I'm not a musician like it should be. It wasn't so that I only wanted to play music and make music and perform. I liked sports very much, I liked to travel, and music was a part of my life already when I was a child. Later on, I uh, developed interest in uh, popular music, pop music more than classical. So next to uh, studying uh, classical music uh, at the uh, music school, I also did a year uh, of uh, uh, pop music because I maybe wanted to go to the conservatorium in in Hilversum. But then I decided, no, I'm not a musician in my heart. Uh, I like it, but it's not something for my profession. I'm going to study psychology. So I went to Tilburg and at the same time my brother, Kido Dietre, is a well-known violinist, uh, asked me do you want to perform just like in the past when we were a a child, uh, piano and violin, uh, but then in a more popular way. Now we did and it became a big success uh, next to our uh, study. Uh, he played at the moment also with uh, André Rieu and his orchestra, and then we became the, the idea to to start by ourselves a big orchestra, but then a classical and pop music uh, together. Uh, so then we started a big uh, orchestra, professional orchestra. Uh, How
0: old are you when you start this orchestra? Ooh, I was
1: mid mid twenty somewhere. Just
0: very young to start an orchestra. Yeah, yeah,
1: very young. Yeah, but we did. It's about, I think it's, I'm now 74. It's 21 or 22 years uh, ago. We started the orchestra, so then I came back in music uh, again. But then it, it was kind of naturally that Guido was artistic leader of our company, and I did all the rest. So I made uh, did the production, the marketing, finance, contracts, everything what had to do with running a company. But how, how,
0: how? did you know what to do? Because you were studying psychology, so
1: yeah. We we had luck that two good people came in our company. It was Gerard Rutte. He was a former director. For from a record company, Sony. He believed in us and started working uh, with us. And we had Volker Langhout at the moment. He worked with Andre Juh very much as a booker, booking agency. And I learned very much from uh, those people. I, I was a kind of management team with them together uh, the first year of, of our company. And so I learned uh, leading a company from them.
0: So uh, what did you learn exactly? Like, how do you lead a company?
1: Yeah, that's difficult. The first place, uh, your product has to be okay. So you have to listen to the artistic uh, people in your company. Very good. You have to listen to your clients. Very good. You have to develop your own ideas and you have to make one big strong idea from that. And then leading a company, in my opinion, is setting good goals uh, to achieve. Uh, Sticking to that, but not strictly. You have to move to left to write if it is possible. And when you make appointments to people, uh, your own people, the orchestra, uh, the marketing, finance, you always have to do what you promise. Always. That's uh, for me the key from uh, managing a company. Always keep your promises.
0: Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel that it can be hard for musicians to keep their promises because we are very impulsive and uh, run with yes. our emotions. Yes. So it's very easy to get distracted, I think. Yes.
1: But because I was raised in an artistic family, uh, I'm used to uh, artistic people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and I can deal with it. um, But they have to understand that leading a company isn't always easy. So you have to make appointments together. And the balance between those two, between uh, artistic productions and leading a company, that's a difficult one. It's a tricky one. And not all directors and managers are capable of managing that when they don't feel the, the mentality of the orchestra and of the artistic people but I was lucky that I think that I, that's one of my qualities that yeah. I understand artistic people and on the other side and I can lead a company yeah
0: so um, keep your goals make goals and keep them and yes. but also remember to go left and right yes and then keep your promises yes it's good advice to lead a company and uh, listen to your artistic advisors or Lawyers
1: yes. Yes, but also listen to the other side, to the marketing yeah. guys and to the financial.
0: Do you do like mark, market analysis with, uh, before you start a project?
1: No, in the past it wasn't easy. We, we, when we started, internet wasn't very uh, big. So it was uh, the, the regular advertisements and, and TV uh, appearances. So like newspapers. Uh, new, also. Newspapers and that developed very fast uh, the past years. So at the moment uh, with social media and all the... The internet, we are better capa- uh, capable to to measure marketing activities. So it changed. I had to change by myself because when I started in the business, uh, there was an old business model: you 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 record CDs to earn money, yeah. and you give concerts to promote the CDs. Yeah, yeah that time is uh, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify yeah. came. Yes, Spotify came, <laughs> and the market of uh, concerts is very very full at the moment because it's. The only way to to earn money at the moment, because CDs and DVDs, only the top acts in the world can earn money with it. Um, Streaming is... Yeah, for the most people, uh, kind of make uh, uh, marketing for the concerts. So it changed the other side.
0: So how do you market now? Like you go on Facebook and Instagram or how do you market? Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's a combination
0: of everything at the moment. 360 marketing, they call it. So
1: it is social, uh, social media is uh, very important at the moment. So Facebook and Twitter and the youth is on uh, Snapchat. I'm not at the moment, but uh, for my generation, it's uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mailings, emailings, uh, YouTube, but also the the classical way with uh, TV appearances, the records, records. do do we have more, Uh, newspapers, do we have... More flyers. Yeah, it's all together. And radio. (laughs) is there
0: some um, marketing that you say is better than others? Like I had uh, one person, she uh, told me that uh, uh, like cinema marketing is really effective because people go there to, and they are really really acceptable to get affected in the cinema because it's big screen, it's a lot of sound and people are like silent in a dark room. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like, did you have an experience like, okay, this... uh, this uh, marketing tool is really good.
1: No, at the moment, I'm uh, the manager from a, uh, of a famous percussion band in the Netherlands like called Slagerij van Kampen. Uh, for us, it works very good to uh, do uh, uh, boarding. So uh, posters yeah. uh, next to the to, to, to the driveways yeah. that sells in combination with the social media. Yeah. Yes, that's the combination for us. So uh, newspaper, not very much anymore. TV sometimes... Uh, radio a little bit, but it's most uh social media in combination with print so with uh boarding
0: yeah so uh this company that you s- created is called icon music yeah icon
1: entertainment, yes. yeah. oh, entertainment yeah yeah entertainment sorry yeah, yeah.
0: And how did you came up with this name Icon Entertainment? Yeah, it's it's a long story. It, uh, so maybe I have to
1: go back to, uh, 21, 22 years ago. So mm-hmm. then I started with my brother Hido Dietre, uh, a company or a big orchestra. That yeah. was the first, but with a big orchestra, professional orchestra is very expensive. Yeah. Uh, so we were looking for additional uh, ways of earning uh, money uh, so we could finance uh, that. Mm-hmm. Then we we bought uh, an old church in, uh, in Landgraaf and in that old church there came uh, rooms to rehearse but also uh, I did have my office, we did have a studio we built in it. So it became uh, a company that could produce also for other artists and productions. So we had our own show, kiddos Orchestra, called Kydus mm-hmm. Orchestra, that was my brother, as a conductor and a violinist with an orchestra that played uh, classical and uh, pop songs. It was a combination of the Metropolitan and uh, the philharmony, yeah. yeah, so. That- but it was very expensive. First year, it cost a lot of money. And then we went working for other artists. We, we said, yeah, we can produce uh, CDs for you. We uh, we can uh, record the strings, or we can uh, do more. And we became more uh, famous. And then we got a big. Uh, show uh, Symphonic and Rosso it is in Holland a very big uh, concept and we could develop it with Marco Borsato at that time the mo- most popular pop artist in the Netherlands mm-hmm. and it was a concert series where uh, pop musicians gave concerts with a uh, big classical orchestra and first we did it in Antwerp in Sportpaleis. Uh, I believe 13 or 14 shows for 10,000 people uh, an evening and after two years with Marco he first did it in Antwerp and then in the Netherlands in Arnhem in the Gelredo. Then it went further with other very known artists, uh, even uh, Diana Ross and Sting and Wow Yeah It was very big Big for us Very big And very fast
0: It got very fast big.
1: Yeah we grew very fast Yeah at the moment
0: Started with buying a shirt And then <laughs> all of a sudden Yeah wow. suddenly you do big <laughs> predictions yeah. yeah
1: And we did Heineken Nightlife Another concept With uh, Elvis Costello And Keith It So we, we, we were gone The company was Yeah It, it was a real company At the moment We were growing yeah. very Very fast um, Why do you
0: think You grow so fast?
1: We worked very very hard We delivered Quality and uh, we weren't too shy to tell everyone we were very ambitious. So we, we, we yeah, and and uh, the rest of Holland, we were known as the boys with the church, oh, the yeah. south of the land.
0: And this was a good uh, marketing already that you bought. A
1: Afterwards, church. it was good marketing. It wasn't the logo of our mm. company, but it was uh, lucky lucky one mm, yeah i didn't know it at the moment but later on it was very good for us yeah so and i mustn't forget to mention the, the the two people who helped us in the beginning the director of sony record company gerard rutte and volker langhout
0: how did you meet him by chance or accident yeah, no or? guido
1: guido was my brother was playing with Andreu, and volker worked there ah, and yeah. uh, went went out and they got contact Can you help um, us and yeah and then you get contact and the second one Gerard Rutte we made the booklet uh, this is our plan and we sent it to all the record companies oh. and then was Sony said hey good idea can you comfort? yeah, yeah. Mm. and we had a click together and then when the, when Gerard uh, Rutte left Sony after eight years we asked him can you join us for the next uh, years mm. and they had a good network and that's a good tip if you have good people they want to work with good people so
0: you kept your promises to them so they could uh, rely on you
1: yes and but if you uh, want to build a career and you have good people around you that's that's the best way to to go on because they won't don't want to work with bad people or the, the people that don't have qualities you come on a sort, certain level uh, and so on we, we we get the contacts with uh, uh, the entertainment group who produced the shows of marco bossato so it was yeah. their contacts uh, we got the profit from.
0: So how do you know that someone is a good person like when you meet them? Because uh, Mm. sometimes I feel like everyone seems very great the first times you meet them and like what uh, qualities do you value in a in the person that you work with it's 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 honesty in the first place you can kind, of, kind of trust uh, someone
1: but you don't know uh, at the moment no it's, it's only a feeling but uh, i'm always looking for quality yeah i'm looking for quality so you you and now i'm so experienced i think that i can recognize that very very fast yeah. As someone has qualities who are additional to my qualities.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's a good uh, uh, guideline for finding good people to work with. Because yeah. when I studied, there yeah. was a lot of people, they started a lot of ensembles, but they never worked out. So I'm always thinking about this, like what makes people work together and not? Because I think it's a skill that we should train ourselves more in, especially like in the schools, because working together is so important and no one really... Uh, teaches you how to work with other people like they try in school of course but i see a lot of people who are who is really good at playing music for example like a quartet but mm-hmm. they always split up uh, because they they are very good individual musicians but they cannot work together and uh, so i'm always interested in learning more about how to work work together with people and how other people can work together.
1: Yeah, that's, that's everyone, everywhere a problem. In bands, in ensembles, in orchestra, everywhere where people work together, there is <laughs> always something. Yeah. And you have to manage that very good.
0: And there's a lot of big personalities. and yeah, Yeah, but only
1: do your artistic thing isn't enough nowadays. No. As a as a musician, you you yeah you have to do your marketing and your your connections and you have to to have a plan. What do we want to do and how do gonna uh, reach that? Yeah. yeah, always day in day out. Yeah, yeah.
0: So do you think that uh, the fact that you studied psychology like really made it uh, easier for you to like become um, successful fast because you know how to work with other people? Do you think there was an element that made it like easier for you to handle and speak to people and approach them?
1: Um, yeah, I was lucky that I was raised in an artistic family and in the past my father was was also a conductor from orchestras and harmony and vervares also here in Maastricht by uh, Wilhelmina in, in Wolder and as a little child. I always had to go to the concert with him and I didn't like it but then I learned to talk to people and to uh, with older people with artistic people so I think I learned it from a child from me it is a natural yeah. habitat I'm working in second was at my education psychology I think I learned to, to listen good and to express myself very clearly give boundaries to people that's what I want and that's the way I uh, I want I, could express myself very clear. Then I was lucky that I had the two people I mentioned around me who uh, teach me to uh, to lead a company and in the, in the music uh, industry. And that was for me the the right uh, combination. Yeah, that was uh, yeah was for me. Yeah, that that's why I am where I am today. I think. Yes. Yeah.
0: And um, how does it look? How does the company look like today? Mm-hmm. The Icon Music Entertainment.
1: Yeah, because after eight years together with Kido, I had rave music, but I uh, sold the, the business to, to my brother. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do all the, 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 the big shows because I wanted to do things if I like them, artistic things. It can also be a small things or outside of music. It can be uh, work with a museum or with a, another company uh, out of music. So I was cu- curious of if my way of uh, managing would function um, in another way. Not only with big concerts uh, Then I sold the company to Hido And then I started Icon Entertainment And with Icon Entertainment I had the freedom to do what I wanted by myself yeah. Not on, all, uh, all day the, the, the big concerts Then very fast I was asked to uh, become manager And producer of the shows of Slager even Kampen and I think you don't know who Slager van Kampen is, but started 36 years ago as a percussion group. And at that time, uh, percussion was mainly in Africa. Mm-hmm. Their people are used to rhythms and uh, here its it's melody in, uh, in the Western world. And there were two people, Miss and Willem van Kruijstijk. They saw drummers from Burundi, the middle of uh, Africa. And they, they performed with big drums on her head and singing and dancing and they were... It was not all very difficult they did, but it was a, a certain feeling, basic feeling they gave to the people. And then that couple, Miss Willem van they started Founderslagerij a percussion group, who wanted to express themselves by drums to the people here in the western world and the first years it was difficult and everybody was laughing to them but then they became very very big in uh, in holland and outside holland and they were seen as the the founders of very uh, much percussion groups in all the world at the moment they were existing 25 years and uh, should change uh, something. They had, had they had big successes, but um, yeah, sometimes you you are then um, not eager enough anymore after mm. twenty five years. So I was asked if I could lead uh, kampen after I sold my first company, and that was a good yeah, opportunity for me to to build my company Icon Entertainment as a management a production company in the uh, music world and outside the music world. So I did that, and at the moment I'm already. Uh, 11 years uh, manager and producer from uh, all their uh, shows. Mm -hmm. And the last year I became also artistic leader from uh, uh, Slagerijverkampen. So that takes a lot of time uh, for me. Yeah, <laughs> there work about 14 uh, people, but at the moment they're all freelance, so not they don't work uh, all a year there anymore. But it's now uh, freelance uh, since the crisis in, uh, yeah. in Holland. Uh, but that's okay; it, it works for us. And beside of that, I did jobs for the Bonifante Museum here mm-hmm. in uh, Maastricht. So my way of managing uh, projects, uh, I could test if it would work outside of music. Yeah. Then I was hired two years for a a cigar company in uh, in Belgium to make uh, an experience company experience. It was a very nice job where marketing came together with uh, mm. with experience and, yeah. and and building a brand. So I gave ma- my advice. And a year ago, yeah, the Maastricht called. Do <laughs> we have interest to uh, uh, lead a transition from? The, the, the music school in uh, Maastricht so at the moment I'm very busy I'm combining everything yes. <laughs> at
0: the moment <laughs> yeah it sounds very busy yeah but I want to know more about like being a production leader for um, an artist mm-hmm. like what is most important when you are like uh, representing an artist and trying to book them uh, concerts and like mm-hmm. do you have any good advice to tell us and like what do you do do you call up concert places and ask them if you can come and play or uh, they ask you. Of course, you also get uh, requesters. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more uh, a manager. So for for every aspect of the
1: of the artist, I have people who do something. So I have uh, people who sell the concerts. I have people who do finances. Okay. Uh, I have people who do marketing. So for everything, you 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 are looking for uh, for the best people around you. Uh, and I make the plan with the with the artist and uh, make the choices uh, at the end. Mm-hmm. so it's it's more that you make a plan and uh, looking then for the best uh, people around uh, someone.
0: How many people is it? In daily
1: wrong? life, I much do for do myself, but for kampen for example, yeah. I have. Oh, do you know? And that you call it empresariaat. Uh, we we have a company in Amsterdam who sell our theater okay. concerts. Yeah. So that's the daily uh, business. Mm-hmm. Um, there work nine people, I believe, and they do all about selling, 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 selling yeah. concerts. The concerts beside the theater, so uh, corporate events or uh, for uh, television. I do by myself. So mm-hmm have the contacts and um, uh, do the contracts uh, for that and uh, for uh, marketing I have my own ideas with uh, with the band mm-hmm. uh, so some things we do by ourselves but uh, for some things you have uh, people who make your posters or do uh, make uh, the videos or make the commercials but I lead uh, the red line to, to achieve it uh, yeah. yeah and finance I do by myself. So all the finance stuff about ticketing and uh, paying and and making the show also. So uh, the artistic ideas, but also the production of it, the technical production, the trailer, Mm -hmm. the crew, uh, the hotel uh, facilities. That's all I do by myself
0: do they have like special restriction also like the artists like some artists they want bananas in the in yeah. the room and yeah. they want water or yes yeah yes yes yes
1: <laughs> I, I i wanted a concert for for alessandro safina what's at the moment a, a famous italian tenor at uh, freytoff here mm-hmm. in maastricht and then his rider was he wanted seven kilograms of i believe a kind of uh, was it ice ice, ice cream, cr- ice cream <laughs> in his fridge <laughs>
0: nice <laughs> yeah
1: so but he didn't uh, use it but no. it was there
0: <laughs> yeah it's fun to see if they can get it yeah is that the weirdest request you got or do you have like a more weird request that they, someone asked you for no
1: mostly it's some kind of, of, of drinking and eating yeah. uh, stuff
0: <laughs> bananas it's good because it's like be- uh, natural beta blockers so you don't get nervous it is? yeah really i yeah. didn't know So a lot of uh, artists they eat bananas before because it has this kind I didn't of know. it's new doesn't me. make you nervous Okay. Uh, for example, like the famous shellies like Peter Mainz, he always eats bananas before he plays. Really? Yeah, he doesn't he's not that nervous, but he just likes it. You know, it, it doesn't hurt. He says, so why not? Okay. Because it's a natural uh, beta blocker. Of course, if you have a, like a lot of nervousity, will will not take it away, but it helps you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, pop,
1: that's pop music. They often use some drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I can laughs> For the it. performance. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. In some, also in some classical like symphonies, they have like a beer tab outside the uh, like uh, when they have all the the dressing rooms, they have beer tab. Mm-hmm. In Denmark, for example, <laughs> they have yeah, it, yeah, for a lot of brass players, they uh, drink a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not so healthy, <laughs> but <No>. uh, yeah, <laughs> they do it. It's a big kind of work, and you have so many uh, different like professions in mm-hmm. you. I feel like because you know you know all of the professions that you work with, even though you don't do everything yourself, yes. you know a little yes. bit about them. So yes, it's, that's it's important. my advantage. Yeah, yes, it's important to know because you started a company by yourself. So in the beginning, I guess you did everything yourself. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, you're right. Before you have the economy to hire it out. Yes. So then you learn also like the, the basic things. Yes. So,
1: Yes mostly uh, yeah mostly i know the basic things so i can talk about everything a little bit and then i but i listen very good to the special uh, people yeah, yeah. Specialist.
0: and do you have like uh, did you ever do like a big mistake like that you said that you can share with us so we don't do it <laughs>
1: yeah, i have a very i made a very big mistake yes once <laughs> yes very very big so when we met here at rutte from uh, the director of uh, record company sony he left the company, and Guido and I had a meeting with him, uh, where we asked him to join our company. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of uh, nervous, and we thought our director of that uh, company will be there in uh, f- uh, fancy clothes and uh, nice shoes, and um, but he came with his uh, sneakers and his jeans and uh, very easygoing. Mm-hmm. And we had a good, uh, a good talk, good conversation. And afterwards, uh, Guido and I, before we went uh, to home, he had already went to home. Uh, we were at the uh, the bathroom And I told uh, again to Kido, Ooh, the, a very nice guy But did you see that shoes The sneakers were very old uh, That's for a director of a uh, record company And Kido said, shh Maybe he's on the toilet No, 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 he's away for 15 minutes or so Okay, <laughs> so our next meeting <laughs> It was in Harlem. We started the meeting And he looked at me and he said I was on the toilet
0: Ah <gasps> don't do that ever
1: again yeah yeah (laughs) so it was for me a very very good lesson yeah 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 it didn't mean it bad but and he knew because uh, nowadays he still is a friend of me so it uh, became good but he forgave you (laughs) yeah it was a very good lesson don't talk yeah about people on that yeah
0: Yeah. Especially not in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I was not the toilet, Mr. Dietrich, told <laughs> me. Yeah, yes. it's easy to do mistakes when you're a little bit excited and nervous. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have an expression in Swedish, to be silent is gold and to talk is silver. Says. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's true. That's a really good advice. And so do you have like a tips? Like, do you have anything that you can, um, like if someone is nervous, they're going to talk to an important person. Like, do you do anything special to keep calm and focused or you just like, go in there and, and do it? At
1: the moment, I just do it because I think after 21 or 22 yeah. years you have L- a lot of experience. But when you go for a new uh, opportunity, always is exciting. Mm. Uh, you never get used to it um, if you're close to a good job. At the moment I don't get nervous anymore, I think I'm not ambitious enough anymore, <laughs> so I have to be a little bit nervous.
0: And do you think you do better when you are not nervous, when you don't uh, like? Because sometimes I feel like when people care too much, mm-hmm. they get nervous and then they destroy yeah. a little bit for themselves. Yeah. So when they are a little bit more chilled and not too eager, it always goes better. Yeah,
1: it's all about balance. If you're too eager, that's not good. In the, in the beginning of our company, sometimes you we were too eager. We wanted uh, yeah, too much and that's not good.
0: And I mean, if it's like a business bargain, you don't want to give away that you really want it no. before uh, before like the deal is sealed. Yes. Sort of, you want to keep like a little bit open. It's a little bit like when you're in love and you're like stalking someone, like, I love you, I love you. The person would be like, Oh my God, a freak. Yeah. And then you don't get the attention. But if you're a little bit colder and like more sober in your approach, people would uh, be more um, interested in you because you leave a little bit uh, question marks here and there for them to fill in
1: yeah but it's normal that you have to learn it No, nobody is uh, at the beginning the perfect uh, musician and businessman or woman Uh, you have to learn it by doing it and making mistakes and uh, finding your own way in it my brother Guido is far more expressing than than, than me and sometimes he has ideas I close for myself in my mind already I, Mm. I think no no you don't gonna ask that from them because it isn't possible and he just asks it and sometimes it works I had to learn to be a businessman. I was uh, more a manager, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What is important when you're a manager because you're like supporting the musician and like taking care of their their needs and yeah. In the same way, you are also helping the business going. Yeah,
1: yeah. You, it's it's very important. You, you uh, stick close to the to the artistic ambitions from the from the artist. Don't move too far away from uh, from it. Sometimes I see things on television. I think that's not you who is performing there. It's a it's a product. Yeah. If I don't see the possibilities close to the artistic qualities of the artist, I won't do it. Yeah. I won't do it as a manager. And you say no. But yeah, it has to be in you something Otherwise you have to change people too much and you that they, they won't be happy. Yeah. Maybe with the money at mm. the end, but I think that's not what our business is about.
0: No, it's too quick fix because money goes and comes all the time, so... Yes. Is that like if you have an artist who wants something totally different from what is business possible, Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, advice for how to, like, build a bridge between the two?
1: Yeah, that's very difficult. Yeah. It's very difficult. uh, I
0: would give the advice, do something else. (laughs) Really?
1: Yeah. Because you don't uh, get happy uh, from it at the end. It's too much
0: work. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of, um, because you also uh, represent other musicians sometimes and make concerts for them. Mm -hmm. So how uh, do they find you? Like they go to your web page and they contact you or how does it work? Like when you start working with an artist?
1: It's online, but most it's by you. Uh, you meet some people in the business, mm-hmm. and then you talk with someone, or they uh, get a recommendation from uh, other artists. You have to talk to his to Eric for this or that,
0: or um, mm-hmm. and then they contact you. Yeah. Do they like have demands of I want to do this kind of concerts and then you fix them or you propose them concerts? Yes, you, do, you
1: you you uh, go to sit together and I ask what are, what are your ambitions and where are, where are you now and where do you want to go to? Mm-hmm. And then I look if I can contribute with my qualities to that or not. And if I see a business in it, that's also because, yeah, I've limited time. So uh, if I do it, I have to uh, find it a challenge, artistic, but also financially.
0: Yeah. Do you have any like um, qualities that you can say that it's business in? Like, does it need to be original or does it need to be something that uh, the audience demands? Or what is like, Ooh. what makes business? Yeah, <laughs> I still don't know, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> really. I still don't know. Sometimes
1: you have, you have a good feeling and it's not there, you don't reach the audience. Sometimes I make shows, I think better isn't possible. Yeah. And then I don't reach the audience. And sometimes you you have an artist and you think, pooh, oh, that's uh, <laughs> lots of them. Yeah. But then it's, it's there.
0: Because I, I feel that like there are so many different audiences yeah. So it's very hard to say that, oh, this one is for that kind of audience. Sometimes I can feel, yeah. but sometimes I feel it's very clear with which kind of audience wants to listen to what, yeah. uh, to specific music. But I also get a lot of surprises from people that sometimes I have uh, this kind of idea that they don't like this kind of music, but then I try it anyway and then it turns out that they love it. And then I'm like, okay, what? why did they love it? Why did, they, why did I think that they didn't like it? Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to not have pred- prejudice to the audience. Yeah. Because they always surprise you and sometimes when you think, oh my God, they're going to love it and then they don't like it at yes. all. Yeah, it's still, it's it's a miracle for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they are very uh, unreliable. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't keep their promise. <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Unless it's like fan groups, because fan yeah. groups, they always uh, loyal. are loyal, yes. super loyal. They like everything out of this. Yes, yes. It's really remarkable when they do that. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Cumulus. Mm-hmm. It's a music school, yes, but it's like a big art institution as well, with like five different art schools: is uh, yes. dance and music, theater, yes, writing, and visual arts. Yes, yes, all yeah. five. Yes, and it's all in Maastricht. I think it's like really remarkable that you have such a big institution for art here. I'm super impressed. Mm-hmm. I also know some people who is going to the writing courses, and yeah. mm-hmm. and they're very happy. And it's all ages. Like mm-hmm. also, like my friend is 85, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I know, yeah. and he goes for write, uh, writing courses. Yeah. He's a pensioner and he likes to, not writing, he likes to draw because he used to be an art uh, gallerist, oh. so he likes to draw actually. Yes, it's not writing, it's uh, painting, yes. <laughs> but still in the same. So how many students? is I read somewhere 2,500. Yeah, it's is about uh, more than 2,000, yeah. yeah. And you are coordinating the music school? Yes, yes. So what makes a good music school?
1: That's difficult because it was asked uh, about a year ago. Society is developing very quick at the moment and music education is developing also very, very quick. Uh, In the past, you went to a music school and the teacher teach you to play the instrument one-to-one, face-to-face, Nowadays you have internet, so a lot of children uh, first are going to look on YouTube, try some things online Mm. and don't have the patience anymore to uh, study hours and hours and hours to become good to learn an instrument. So that's developing very quick at the moment. Beside of that, classical music, the attention to classical music for, for little children is difficult at the moment. Pop is very popular. The DJs are becoming very popular. Yeah,
0: they're very big in the Netherlands. DJs.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's typical Dutch. So the the music school in Maastricht, from Cumulus, already exists since 1883. So 130 years. Wow. At the moment, but they were still very traditional. They teach in a very traditional Way And Gemeente Maastricht asked me if I could help to make it more uh, suitable for the youth today. So yeah. that's why I'm also doing now the, the transformation of the music school in, uh, in Maastricht. And we are part of a bigger company, came Cumulus, where we have uh, theater and dance and visual arts and writing. But Cumulus also merged in 2013 with Sonder Sermiek the big library in uh, Maastricht mm-hmm. and Natuurhistorisch Museum, so yeah. the Museum for National History. So we are one big organization at the moment and managing that isn't very easy. It, no. <laughs> Cultural institutions, uh, how good they are, separate, but working together, it's a challenge. Yeah. So that's why I'm in Maastricht at the moment uh, from Monday uh, till uh, Thursday, helping with... That transformation of the music school and helping, working everything good together, and I'm I'm combining it together with slagreverkampen and my work for the Bonifante Museum at the yeah. moment. So at wow. the moment it's day and night, 24/7. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> 24/7. So I can't go on forever like this, but at the moment it's. Okay, yeah. it's a real challenge also to look if my managing qualities and psychology uh, helps and contributes to this uh, project. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, curious about it if I could do this.
0: Yeah, and it's also, it's always interesting to invest in the future because the schools are always our future and it's young people. So I think it's always interesting to be in the part of the future. Yeah. It's very important work. I always feel so much responsibility in being a teacher because someone else is coming to you and asking to fulfill their dreams. Mm -hmm. So it's a a lot of responsibility. And it's very hard to work between the art forms. Yes. Even though you think that we are all artists, but it's so different, like... I was working uh, last year in the tunnel group. With mm-hmm. seven different art forms, okay. during one month we had the whole uh, the t- whole theater for ourselves. They gave us a lot of money and say do something together, a show. You have one month, twenty four seven, a lot of money. Just do what you want. It was called Talent Love. This kind of uh, is with Via Sud. It's an organization mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And wow, it was in the beginning. I was like so excited, and I was like, oh my god, is gonna be the time of my life. I'm finally in the theater. One month, can do whatever I want. And then I'm like, wow, it's so difficult. To work with other artists because yes. it was like theater people and um, it was uh, artificial art it was a DJ it was a dancer and everyone had so different approach and mm-hmm. working techniques and it was it was like talking to an alien sometimes because yeah. we really were <laughs> so different and because like a musician are like okay we're gonna practice uh, we have four hours practice and we do this it's very effective and it's always like On to the next thing, you know, because we never have time enough. It's like, okay, this concert, okay, next concert. And then you like go on because you always do repertoire and you always have to work on your skills because otherwise your muscles get torn apart so you always have to be in fit with the scales and yeah it's a a fresh uh, project that you always have to work on you can never just say oh but I did the C minor last week so it's there now especially when you play the shallow so (laughs) it was very different because a theatre person is like working with their body so for them it's possible to uh, walk around in the space for two hours and I was like (gasps) two hours is a lot of valuable time (laughs) we have to work and they were like no Oh, no we're gonna feel the space it's gonna give us a lot and i was like what oh. yeah but so i know this can be really hard I really admire your work that you can do this i think it's super it's amazing that you can do this and so big institution just to have a school that have yes. this kind of, and agreeing during meetings and during events and then also with the museums, wow, it's really impressive. Yeah.
1: but building a new music school from, it's, it, it, it's difficult, it's, it's a challenge, a strong music school. I think it starts with good teachers, without good teachers we are nowhere, so. And what is a good teacher? Uh, he or she plays the instrument very well first, but the second is you can really teach can not only technical skills you have not to learn uh, all the technical skills to the to the students but also learn them to make music that's a different and to let them enjoy the, the instrument uh, show them the context uh, of the instrument, uh, they can play in ensembles cumulus or in bands cumulus, they can mm. perform for music, participate in festivals so it's not only one to one learning the technique but uh, stimulating one, a student to, to, to really love the instrument yeah. yeah, I think that's that's important. That's what I'm looking for by uh, good uh, teachers, inspiring persons. So uh, they both have a good time, teacher and uh, student uh, together. And not only uh, comes the come next, uh, we do half an hour and I uh, yeah. see you next time and rehearse uh, at home. That's not the way you want to do it uh, with Cumulus. It should be one big family where you can learn an instrument, but where you can express yourself and make fun with, uh, with others. That's yeah. what I want very much.
0: I think that's uh, really healthy because... A lot of teachers when you go to the conservatorium, they always say, Yeah, but if you fail at being a musician, you can always become a teacher. Yeah. And that really yeah. makes me so angry. I'm like, how can you say that? Because you're a teacher yourself mm-hmm. and it's really disrespectful for the profession. Because I think my personal opinion is that it's much easier being a musician than being a teacher because you don't when you play yourself, it's only you. It's only yeah. me and my problems. But when you teach someone else, you have to be careful that you don't put your own problems on the students so they get exactly the same problems that you have when you play the instrument. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to uh, consider their physicality, their mental abilities, everything. So it's really like a big work. And it's such a wonderful work to be able to give that kind of gift to someone. And it's it's not a a secondhand uh, job, I would say, at all. Like, it's really an important work? Maybe in the past it was. I think there were many
1: uh, musicians who felt I'm not good enough to be a soloist and I don't like to play in an orchestra all my life. So teaching gives me freedom to uh, I'm my own boss. I can teach someone something. I can play if I want by myself or in orchestras uh, ad hoc. And there were some who weren't good enough to be honest. But at the moment so many qualities are asked from a, a good teacher i think uh, you are right that it's it's a combination of to be a good musician but also uh, you have to inspire people and and teach people and 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 understand uh, children uh, uh, when they come uh, for the first lessons and feel what they want and uh, it, it isn't an easy uh, job
0: uh, no, and you're one-on-one with these students. So sometimes yes. it's like the only adult they meet who listen to them. Yes. So sometimes it, it feels like if they had a bad day and they come, that you are more almost parenting them because they had a, a argument maybe with a friend and yeah. then they feel that they cannot play. And because everything is so personal when you play and you have, it's not so often you have a teacher one-on-one one one, uh, in the lesson. So it's really, I think it's very important also to be an adult Mm -hmm. But I always like, uh, I try to make my teaching in like a three trinity. So it's like the artist, the craftsman, like the technique. So you're both a craftsman with the technique and you're an artist with the music, creating new stuff. And then you're also a person, the trinity, because the personality and one cannot live without the other. So you have to have all three to be a complete musicians. And then you work on different things, but always try to combine it. So you see the whole picture. But that's just my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also because um, sometimes if you feel shit, you play shit. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that your personality and yourself as a person is in good shape Mm -hmm. in order to be an artist and be in uh, good craftsmanship Mm -hmm. because it's all connected. And if you play shit, you will also feel shit. So it (laughs) always goes in the trinity. Yes. Okay, so a good teacher have we uh, established now? So, mm-hmm. um, what is a good student? Um,
1: a good student loves the instrument, but is also willing to practice. And that, at the moment, it's it's difficult. Children have so many hobbies at the moment. They and and. I sometimes have the feeling that parents make a project of their child. They have to learn, they have to do sports, they have to participate in social activities, they have to visit events, oh yeah, they have to do an instrument Mm. also. Uh, But the time to do it right and to do it well, uh, yeah, like you know, it it takes a lot of time to play an instrument really well. Uh, That's a challenge at the moment, children don't have many time to, uh, to study. And they don't want to study very much because they see on the internet and on YouTube, hey, with a few tricks I can play already mm. an instrument or like a DJ and I can make make music with my computer. I can make uh, uh, with, with some samples, I can compose a song. And I think that's a development in society that's going very quick. If you need 10,000 hours to play the, the cello very well yeah. and it takes uh, 100 hours to, yeah, Make good music with your computer. That's uh, our challenge the uh, next years.
0: Yeah, I think like I had some uh, students in the past uh, and I always had this kind of challenge with myself that I want, I want them to practice. So my, my trick was always to play the music that they like. Mm-hmm. So you know, I rearranged so many like the final countdown for cello and mm-hmm. like this kind of pop music. It was like one trick I used to make them practice more because if they like the song, they will practice more. And it was a trick that I learned from my Russian piano teacher. She always gave me like pieces that I liked because piano is my third instrument. So then, you know, how will I have time to practice it? So she was always like giving me this kind of, I like the arabesques and, you know, this kind of very cheesy, famous piano pieces because then I felt like I could play the piano. (laughs) So it was really like Ave Maria and I was like, oh my God, I can play this song. Oh my God. So that's one trick that I did. I don't know. But I also have this kind of, sometimes I'm really naughty and I do reverse psychology I'm like you're not allowed to practice I say to my students and then they're like what no 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 no, not a single minute you're not allowed to practice because sometimes actually when they practice it makes them worse (laughs) so uh, yeah if they practice the wrong way it actually makes them worse Mm -hmm. so sometimes you have to like set the stop and like okay no more practicing only when you're with me really and then they want to practice a lot and then they start practicing. And yeah, and sometimes I say, okay, now you can practice five minutes until next lesson. And they're like, okay, five minutes. I only yeah. allow five minutes. But it's also like, I don't know, sometimes for some students it's like that you have to practice so much. It makes them stressed so they don't do anything. They, they get like lame and don't do anything. And then when I only give them five minutes, then it's like, okay, only five minutes. It's It's just a trick, but it doesn't work always, but... Um, maybe it's naughty, but I I think if it works, it's a good technique because anything that that makes them because music is very good for for people and if they need help with doing what they have to establish something and like a routine and if they have the routine, it's easy for them to practice. Mm-hmm. I think, but. Yeah, there are so many humans, so there are so many solutions. (laughs) There's one for every person, I think. But uh, me, myself, I always love to practice, like I'm a practice maniac. So I, I love it because I love to spend time with my shallow. Mm-hmm. Like I could easily sit 2 hours just playing scales okay. just to hear the different scales and I think it's so interesting. I think it's because I'm lazy practicing, you know. I like to practice slow and just like embrace it and then sit and improvise <laughs> all the stuff. So yeah. I can do it for a lot of times. But for for the teacher
1: it's uh, sometimes frustrating that Yeah, of course. Uh, so because
0: you put so much uh, effort into it and yeah, yeah. and you don't get anything back. No. And it's also some like people put their children in music school f- to be a babysitter. An expensive yeah. babysitter. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: But that's one of our big challenges for the next years. So How can we uh, let the, the children practice with pleasure so uh, that they like it?
0: But I think it makes them more intelligent. Like I saw this TED yeah. talk when they were talking about the brain yeah. and nothing activates the brain as much as music, playing music. Mm-hmm. Like it is like a brain workout for... Yes, and, a, and, and a way to express yourself.
1: Yeah, so that, uh,
0: I think that we should have more music ed- in the education system yeah. also in school. Yeah. Uh, in Sweden, like they are always cutting down on the music e- education yeah. in schools yeah, and it's such a pity. Holland also, yeah. Yeah, because it's so important and it makes people more intelligent. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with sports. Sports yeah. is so in- important to keep you in good shape to be able to do all these things that society will require of you.
1: Yes, but it's very good. I think the city of Maastricht stimulates uh, uh, Cumulus very much and helps us financially. And if you are from Maastricht, you get a discount of 50% of wow, the... that's
0: a lot. Yeah,
1: of the finance uh, from from the courses. So the, the city of Maastricht, a uh, big applause for them... Uh, They keep uh, Cumulus alive at the moment, such a big uh, (laughs) institute.
0: Yeah, really. How is the collaboration with the uh, municipality? Like, how does it work? Mm -hmm. Do they have, like, things that you have to do, like, do we have, like, uh, curriculum, like, learning uh, curriculum that you have to fulfill or how is it working? Yeah, the education at
1: the moment there is some curriculum Leerplan mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we, we, we call it in the, in the music school but every teacher has his own uh, yeah, It's hard to process.
0: apply one curriculum on yeah. every instrument Yeah, on yeah. all
1: the instruments so so that's something I want to look to in the future again but yeah. at the moment uh, we have some but I think the, the teachers can have the, the freedom to, to follow their, their own uh, experience at the instrument but for the city of Maastricht yeah we're grateful that they, they they support us very much uh, the city ask us okay participate in, in society yeah. and that's that's a good one I think so, that's what you try. Uh, that's not only for people uh, with big money, but because of the benefits of the, the city of Maastricht, it's, uh, it's it's possible for many people, even if you have less money to follow music lessons or uh, theater or dance yeah. uh, at, at Cumulus. Uh, but we also participate at festivals like Brijs, the students we have. Mm. We have 13 pop bands also uh, um, at music school can perform at the, at the festival or we do things together with the theater or with uh, a bookshop, the Dominicane, yeah. uh, or you, you can name it. We uh, we participate uh, as a music uh, school
0: in it. Yeah, I see them in the city a lot. And yeah. they play like now in the Christmas, there were a lot of trumpet playing yeah. Christmas music. Yes. So. Yes. so And they're really good. Yeah, I think really it's good.
1: good. Yeah, we have many, many events. We participate in not only the music school, but all Cumulus, but also Sonder of Library. A nature museum. Uh, this this week I saw all the events we organize uh, uh, in a year. I think I don't know how much, but I think at, at between four and five hundred. It's really it's
0: really a lot. Really lot. A lot yeah. <laughs> your teachers must be working hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How yeah. many teachers do you have in Kulus? Music school. We have uh, 43. Uh, wow, that's teachers. a lot. Teachers. Yes. But if you have 2,500 students, you also need a lot of teachers. Yes, but uh,
1: uh, overall there are more teachers. I think the whole organization. Is 120 people who work uh, yeah.
0: there. Maybe you have some tips for people who are uh, applying for jobs in uh, music school. Do you mm-hmm. n- have some tips for them? Like how should they apply?
1: Uh, they can always uh, write an email to Eric with a c. Punt, Dieteren with E. Yeah. <laughs> at cumulus.nl all right at, at info at cumulus eh? it, it, it's no problem I, I step into the to the music uh, school we are at uh, St. Martin sport number two in uh, Maastricht we're always looking for good new people but at the moment yeah we are we, we are not growing at the moment it, it's all changing but for future i think we we need some young new uh, people uh. and
0: do you have like any tips like how should how do a, a nice application look like like someone um show me Yeah, a CV or, yeah, Yeah, like...
1: And not only what you can play and what you did, but what kind of person you are. Mm -hmm. That's it and what your vision is on education, music education. Yeah. Uh, I often get curriculums and uh, they all say what they have studied and what they have played, but not what they have teached and what their vision on education is.
0: Yeah. So maybe also focus on the future, not only the past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: What are your ideas for the the future? How do you uh, teach your uh, instrument? That's for me uh, the important one.
0: And that's a good advice, I think, because it's also uh, uh, Fena, when she was here, she was also telling me a lot about how people apply to her uh, concert organization. And Mm -hmm. sometimes she was like, oh, my God, it's a disaster. So that's why I always uh, like to investigate how uh, to do a good application. Yeah. Also from the source itself, like a music school, like Kulmus can represent a lot of music schools, I think. So it's really nice to hear some good advice for, for our listeners and... Maybe for myself. I always want to develop. Sometimes I uh, do mistakes also. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, everybody makes mistakes. Surprisingly, no. You know, but uh, it's good, like uh, Fena, she told us that, for example, that to put your name on the picture that you sent. Because sometimes the picture is only uh, named 100B or something. Yeah. And then it doesn't say who this person is and yeah. how will you know which person this is. Yeah, And that's a really good advice. It's I your think. marketing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's preferable if you know which person is on the pic- picture when you see it. Where do you see Kulmus in 10 years? Like do you have a plan for the future for Kulmus like yes yes we have big plans yeah. <laughs> big plans yeah no at
1: the moment we are already existing 130 130 so okay 140 140, 140 yeah, yeah. at the moment yes we're going to develop the, the the classes I think we're going to work more with the, uh, online uh, stuff and give the, the students to practice also some online uh, apps, and apps. Yeah. I think that uh, we go on with teaching one-to-one lessons but also more in, uh, in groups I think because mm-hmm. uh, share uh, it can be fun for some uh, children at the moment when they can follow the lessons together with uh, with friends. Yeah, It's not for every instrument but uh, then we go on with our bands and ensembles and orchestra and participations in the city and the concerts. We, we stay doing that and I think we are going to move to our music school. We mm-hmm. are going to Centre Sermique in uh, yeah. Maastricht. I think it will take maybe one and a half year to two years before we are, we are there and that gives, I think, not other possibilities to work together with uh, the Santor Ceramic, uh, yeah. with Natural Stores Museum, with the other uh, art schools from uh, Cumulus.
0: Yeah. It's super smart because then the parents can go and read, and the, yes. <laughs> the children can play. Yes, yes, super smart. Yes, yes, <laughs>
1: we want to combine all the yeah. cultural.
0: And it's easy to park also outside, and yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all the good facilities. The problem maybe is the sound of the music school maybe <laughs> in the library. It needs to be quiet. Yes. So yes. isolation is just the stuff yes. now. <laughs> that's
1: our attention at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. So we think that's where the musical is in ten years. Oh wow! I'm yeah.
0: looking forward to that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Really cool. And then you can just go up and have a concert. And also maybe they will have a music library there. Yep, yep. Because that's we really have. yeah lovely. And where is Icon Entertainment in ten years? Oh. I think. <laughs> oh. oh. No
1: idea. <laughs> uh, I, I think, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. I, I hope I can uh, still do all the uh, different jobs I do at uh, the moment. I think I'm uh, my quality is being a good manager, director uh, from artistic uh, projects. Yeah. Could be music, could be the museum, could be anything. Anything. Wow. Yes, that's my challenge to, to stay developing, still become better Uh, This is also new for me. Uh, In the past, I worked with many freelancers in music business, but now at Cumulus, uh, many people work. uh, have a contract uh, for four years there. It's uh, another culture. It's uh, politics sometimes. Uh, It's working together with Sontag Sramica, Naturhistorisch Museum and the other... Uh, cultural schools uh, with uh, Cumulus Uh, it was for me also a new uh, development and to develop the music school uh, in a new area so I'm challenging myself again after 22 years and I hope I stay challenging myself uh.
0: that's really um, nice so maybe your key to success is always to challenge yourself yeah because you do that a lot. Yeah. And it's very yeah. big challenges. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of the times.
1: Yes. I want to travel less. I traveled very much the the, the past year. So I uh, did very, very many concerts, came uh, at home in the middle of the night. Yeah. I think in 10 years I will travel less and more, do uh, jobs uh here Limburg,
0: yeah. yes. I have a, a economical questions for you here. Mm-hmm. So how much do you think concerts should cost? Like there is a, a guideline here in the Netherlands, I think it's around 200 euros or 250 euros for concerts, like... Uh, with professional musicians that's like the lowest you can go and then like but that's i wanted to ask you because you're a professional like you work in so many fields of the music world so what do you have uh, for seg- suggestions for cost because it's always a uh, continue discussions i think mm-hmm. how much should we charge okay
1: and the charge is from the musician to the organizer yeah yeah and you say 200 is the minimum yeah,
0: that's what I read in the, in the web page. And then if you are, uh, if you ha- are more professional, like more experienced, it's like around 350, I think. Yes, that's,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what at the moment in the Netherlands is normal, it's regular. Mm. Uh, but it will always stay difficult because um, an example with Slager in Camp, we do a lot of uh, television uh, shows. Yeah. Uh, they, they pay nothing.
0: Yeah, because it's broadcasting. And
1: yeah, it's broadcasting, it's publicity. What mm-hmm. do you do? You know they earn money. Yeah, They make programs, they sell, but they say it's promotion. So what do you do? That will always uh, stay the, 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 the question. If you uh, are starting musicians, I think you sometimes have to take jobs for promotion. Mm-hmm. But uh, there there comes a point you have to say, no, this is my uh, experience. This is my, uh, that's what I need to earn and otherwise I won't come. And people respect that. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, producers like me always want to buy quality so cheap, as cheap as possible. In the past, it was for me, price was for me very important. But later on, it was for me easier to pay a little bit more and to keep respect from the musicians. And if you want a longer relationship with your musicians, you have to pay them okay from the beginning. Yeah. But there will
0: be always. It is very difficult to find a balance between both worlds. So you have to like go with your gut feeling. What you feel is right. Like because a lot of my I think if you are a student and like conservatory students, I think the tendency is always to take a lower price than they are worth. Yes. And then um, I don't know, like everyone was struggling with it. So I always like, I'm searched for a For a good estimation. But I I always go with my gut feeling. Like if I feel that is something that I like a lot Mm -hmm. and that makes me happy and will give me something artistically and also will uh, provide me some good contacts, then it's always a different situation. But if it's something that is a sort of dead end, I don't... And it's also, are they going to listen to me or not? Am I going to be back from music? Or yeah, what kind of... um, this is going to be a lot of waiting because when you pay, play a lot of weddings and stuff it's a lot of waitings especially mm-hmm. when it's a very rel- religious weddings then they do a lot of procedures yes. and it takes a lot of time and you have to travel and yeah it's a lot of work uh, consisting and they normally they want some special music and then you have to learn a new piece yes. and yeah
1: but all those things you have to uh, to wait uh, to make your price you have yeah. to think about this and then make your price and then you can accept it yes or no. Yeah. yeah, but you have to, yeah, yeah. Al- always think about uh, the pros and uh, and the cons. Yeah, yes. Yeah, but even at the music school, we often got phone calls or mails from, uh, yeah, we have then and then a party, and I think it would be nice a band of you uh, c- comes to play here. No, we don't have money because it's nice for the mm. children and for the bands to play at our party. Yeah. We give them an opportunity, but that doesn't feel very good. No, if it's charity, okay. If but a normal party, they can. And if I say, okay, maybe they want uh, for experience to play something, but Mm. you have to pay then uh, the techniques and the transport and the crew. Oh, no, 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 that's uh, not... uh.
0: No, but that's really taking advantage. Yeah, but But then
1: it's a no. But when they then say, okay, we understand and maybe we have a little budget for this and this and this, then it feels a lot better. Yeah. And then it feels like a good deal.
0: And uh, for music lessons, uh, do you have a guideline there like... Do you have a policy in the school? How much you charge for lessons, or is it like if we would charge what it costs, then it,
1: we, we could yeah. close? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not only the 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 contracts and the finances of the of the teachers. It's
0: the locals. The The, the locals. The, yeah. the,
1: the building. All the people of the administration. Uh, the marketing. All the mm. instruments. All the events you participate in. So uh, the the costs are are high. Mm. And even if the, the city of Maastricht wouldn't do a good contribution, it would be, yeah, for, for people outside of Maastricht, it could be challenging to follow music lessons. But inside Maastricht, we yeah. we can offer courses uh, for a good, very good price.
0: I want you to give an advice now to a student in music and a teacher in music and uh, maybe a business. Uh, art business developer and a listener. So maybe if we start with a music school student, yeah. do you have an advice for them?
1: Do we have an advice for them? Practice uh,
0: more. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Come to Cumulus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I think come to Cumulus because at the moment we are becoming more and more a big artistic family. Mm-hmm. So if one instrument doesn't suit you, you can, can change. change. Yeah. Uh, if a teacher doesn't suit you, we can look not. But do.
0: if you live in another country, like if there are some Swedish listeners, uh, what should they do? A music student in Sweden, they cannot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> move. Not, not yet. <laughs> not still, yet.
1: We, uh, <laughs> still, we start with our online lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you should uh, uh, try some instruments uh, before you uh, take uh, lessons for a year or for two years. First, take the time to to try two, three, four instruments and then go on. So, you you know, you make the the, the right choice Mm -hmm. and uh, search for a a good teacher who has passion for his his lessons. Teaches you more than only the, the techniques, but also teaches you to learn. To make music, to listen to music, to make music, to share music. Uh, it, it, it's a way of life. Yeah. Yeah. So search, search good before you, make your definite choice.
0: Oh, nice. And uh, a teacher, a music school teacher. Be sure
1: you are a passionate teacher. Don't do it only to make money. Uh, realize that if you do it, you do it for 40 or 50 years and stay developing. Stay developing your techniques, your uh, interpretations, your way of teaching. Stay connected with the youth online. Know what, what is happening online at the moment. So stay developing
0: as a teacher. That's nice. And uh, a business developer, uh, art in the
1: art field. Uh, stay connected to the field, so know what is happening in the in the culture world. And that's It oh, that's that's takes a lot of time mm. for me also. It never gets a routine. Cultural world, business and world is developing very, very, very fast. Uh, internet is playing a big role at the moment. I think also stay developing, uh, because if you don't, you're out.
0: Yeah. Uh, someone who listens to music and visits museums stay open for surprises don't go
1: for the blockbusters Mm. uh, but combine them with uh, things you maybe it wouldn't be your your first choice to go to I don't know, a local uh, concert or a concert at home or uh, paintings from uh, amateurs or mentally disabled people or... Uh, I, I was in uh, the South Africa now at, at Christmas and I came in a museum of African art. It wouldn't be my first choice but I was overwhelmed by what I saw and what I felt at the moment. Yeah, stay open for other cultural things in, uh, in life and stay open for life
0: in general. Yeah. They have to surprise themselves. Yes. It's the best uh, way of developing. Yes. like Alice in Wonderland. She says, think about three impossible things before breakfast. (laughs) I think it's a a line there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's part of (laughs) developing yourself. Thank you so much for coming here. It was such a valuable episode. Yeah, nice I'm really me. like, wow, I have to listen again because there are so much juicy things. I just want to write it down and I will write it down and put it in our blog. Really? Yeah. Uh, and if you, if the listeners want to follow you, mm-hmm. how can they find you? They can email you on your Kulmus email. Yeah, Kulmus
1: email or you can find me on
0: uh, on Facebook. Yeah. So you can become I found you LinkedIn, there. LinkedIn, yeah, yes, yeah. so i on LinkedIn. So... Uh, and you also have a Facebook page for the Icon Entertainment.
1: No, not for Icon uh, no, Entertainment. I yet. have a website, Icon Entertainment, but I have a personal uh, uh, Facebook page, Erik Dieteren. Yes.
0: Yeah, and Kulmus has also a Facebook page. Facebook and... Facebook and Instagram, I don't know. Yeah, yeah Some we, we have Instagram. Yeah. And uh, we have a website,
1: a new yeah. website.
0: Yeah, great. And uh, you can always find us in Maastricht. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me and a good coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Master in music, master, master.